Welcome back, everybody. It's time for another video. I'm your host, Rob Goodwin, and today we're gonna to talk about why you are not building muscle and what to do about it. And this is gonna be a two-part video. The first video today we're gonna to talk about is exercise intensity. You saw that coming, didn't you? And then on the next video, we're gonna talk about the other reasons that you may not be putting on as much muscle as you would like to be or maintaining or whatever. And that usually comes down to your nutrition and hormonal issues. And everything can be corrected, I promise you. So if you're not getting there, if you're not getting the results that you think you should be getting, that it's usually gonna break down to one of three things. You don't lift intense enough. You don't take your sets to failure, one. Number two, your diet sucks. Or maybe you're getting enough protein in your diet to build that lean muscle and to create that anabolic environment. But maybe you're putting too much other horse shit back into your diet that's gonna negate much of the effect and keep you looking like a fat slob, okay? And a lot of this also might have to do with the shitty diet that maybe you've done for many, many years or through the lack of activity, you might just be getting started has created some hormonal imbalances in your body. Guys, specifically, your T levels may be low. And this is a very common occurrence in our culture today. Testosterone levels in men today are 60% on average lower than they were just a couple of decades ago. And it keeps declining more and more every year. And it's not hard to understand why. We're not as active as we used to be. Everybody's sitting behind a damn screen. I mean, you're doing it now, apologies, but hey, maybe we can learn something and then you get your ass from behind the screen and actually go freaking lift something. Put down the hot pocket, put down the freaking candy bar, drop the energy drink and get back to putting things in your body that are conducive to building muscle. So once again, it's gonna be technically, generally down to three things. Now, the fourth thing we could call genetics, and that's just, you know, you didn't do well in the genetic lottery, and that's understandable, and that's a lot of people. You know, there's only one answer to that. You lift the heavy weight, you correct your diet, you correct your hormonal imbalance, just like everybody else, but if your genetics truly do suck, you're just going to have to work at it a little bit harder than everybody else. That's life. We weren't all, you know, handed out Mr. Olympia genes, okay? So some of us may just have to work a little longer and a little harder to get the results that we're looking for than some people who are genetically blessed, you know, hyper responders. And I know that sucks and we hate those people, but that's just the way it works out. So just deal with it and move on and enjoy the journey and enjoy the process. So anyway, back to the initial remedies of what it takes to truly put on a ton of muscle to keep that muscle and to keep the results moving in your favor throughout the process. Once again, today's video, exercise intensity. Now, most of you are not lifting intense enough. I'm just letting it sink in a little bit, you know. Most of you are not lifting intensely enough. Most of you are not living in pain and discomfort for 45 minutes to an hour, four to five days a week in the gym. You're not. Now, some will say, well, I certainly do, sir. I'm terribly offended by the accusation. Okay, great. Well, I've walked into the gym before by some of these chumpies that have said that. And I've said, let's uh, go ahead and let's go through a workout and three sets in. The only thing I can think in my head is I get this mental image of them skipping around the gym singing berries and cream, berries and cream. And it's no wonder why they're not growing. 
And I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm the be-all, end-all Mr. Super fucking Intensity. There was a time where I thought I was a badass too back in the day. And then I went and worked with some real coaches and some real people who handed me my ass over and over again, humbled the shit out of me, turned me into a wad of fucking bubble gum laying on the floor in the fetal position for 45 minutes. And then for four consecutive days, I couldn't freaking move and would have done better sitting in a bed in traction, having my food given to me through a tube. But that's when I realized what real intensity was. And that's when I really started growing. When I paid attention to the diet, when I lift those heavy weights and things started to stir around in my system and the results started, started coming. And the key to all this is the binding tie, the mortar, the glue that holds it all together is consistency. So if you want to put on muscle, you need to ag- address intensity in the gym. And what does that mean? That means with, uh, you know, you need to work to failure. So some of you out there saying, so you're telling me, Rob, that you take every set to failure. If I view the set as what I would call a working set, the set that's beyond a warm up or a feeder set, just to make sure that my joints and ligaments are, uh, ligaments are okay, and everything's kind of humming along well under the hood, then yes, I try to take every set to some some type of momentary muscular concentric failure because that's the true way to growth. Now, there are going to be people out there that says, well, studies suggest, I'm sorry. If you think those people have the answers, if you think that working to 73% or 83% of your max or doing this or this, then go follow them. You're here for a reason. I mean, you saw the title. You think I might have the answer? Well, I truly believe that this is the answer. And I'll put my nearly 30 years in the trenches on the line to you know prove that to you. I truly believe that. And if anything is consistent in my delivery and my approach is, I'm going to tell you what I think you need to hear, not what you want to hear, just to get clicks and freaking follows. I mean, obviously. It's not like I'm sitting here with Joe Rogan numbers or anything, or hell, there's a lot of shirtless little YouTubers out there showing their you know rippling pecs off on a regular basis, and that's how they get 200,000 fucking followers. I'm just an old guy telling you you got to work your ass off. It's not going to be appealing to everybody, <laughs> admittedly. But if you truly want to know the secret, then let me give you some real you know sage advice from somebody who's had his own ass kicked thousands of times, and that's what it took for me to grow and to me to get the kind of physique that I could not only be proud of walking around or that I'd want to, you know, aspire to be a good husband with and make sure my wife stays attracted to me, but also that I could walk up onto a stage in an NPC show and win my class. And not only against other 50 year olds, but against freaking guys in the open that some were half my age. True story. There's been times when I've done these NPC shows and guys 25 years old would come find the old guy uh, and ask me, how in the hell did I get in this position? How did I get in this kind of condition? How did I get in this kind of shape at my age? And it's a simple answer that I'm giving you right now. Work your ass off to a degree that you don't even understand. Keep pushing the limit. Keep pushing the limit and discover you know, new horizons in your own intensity every day. It, you know, there should be breakthrough workouts regularly where you say to yourself or your gym partner or your coach or your trainer or your wife or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever, Jesus Christ, I went to a level today that I didn't think I had. It felt different. It was different. It was a breakthrough. You know, I took it to another level today. 
And it's, this isn't just hyperbole or bullshit. You, you will know when those moments happen. I've had those moments happen to me, you know, back in the day. And I'll always remember that. And that will always stick in my brain. Because when you take yourself to a level that you've never been before, it stays with you. And it feeds that in your soul to where you can go after that and do it again and again and again. And they're going to be small leaps and they're not going to be, you know, every week. But when they happen, you're going to know it. And the only way to get to those moments are to take yourself to a place that you've never been before. You've got to be a certain level of sociopath. If your goal is to have the best physique that you can attain with the genetics that you were born with. I use a version of that phrase a lot. Listen to me. For you in the back, or hey, you out there that's not paying attention. If you want to reach your best genetic version of you, if the scenario where like God himself came down and said, I'm going to wave my hand and show you for five minutes what your best genetic version of you could possibly be in terms of muscularity and leanness. And then he did that and you saw it. You'd be like, holy shit. I don't even know who that person is. Exactly. I remember the first time I got down to about 5% body fat. I was like, holy shit. Now, of course, my mind was playing tricks on me because I was in the later stages of a contest prep. So, you know, I'm sitting there being told that I'm looking pretty damn good. And all I see in the freaking mirror is Napoleon Dynamite. But that's just what getting to that level of depletion does to your brain. But I also was cognitive enough and aware enough to know that, holy shit, I'm fucking lean. And, you know, it's, it's a cool place to be. Now, you're not going to be that lean all the time. I get it. But you can always be pushing to maintain and put on new muscle tissue because something that that's something you can do and studies, you know, I'm not Mr. Super fucking science because I think there's flaws in everything. And I think serious long-term anecdotal evidence goes a long way, but there is some compelling research out there that's showing that guys in their fifties and sixties are able to build muscle and still maintaining testosterone levels of people who are in their twenties and thirties. Some of that is genetics. Absolutely. We talked about that. But even if your genetics suck, like I mentioned, you can still make those changes. It just might be a little harder work for you and take a little bit more time than, you know, Mr. Genetic Super Freak down the road. Okay. And it all comes back to where this conversation started, exercise intensity. So when you go in to do a set of anything, you get your warm up set or two, you get your feeder set to get your head right, then you get your fucking head right. You go put on rain and blood from Slayer and about midway through Angel of Death, you give that set every fucking thing you have until you are about to die. And then you stop, you rack the weights, you count to 10 Mississippi, you pick that shit up again and you go until no matter what happens, you could not complete another rep. So if I came up and put a boot on your neck and shot put a 12 gauge shotgun barrel down your throat and said one more rep or I'm blowing the back of your skull all over that bench. And if you couldn't get that rep, you're there. You made it. Bingo. That's what we're looking for. Now I know that's, you know, (laughs) I know that's a little extreme, but is it really? Because you should know by now, if you're watching this and you're thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm working out four or five days a week. I'm training my ass off and nothing's happening. Then you got to sit down in a quiet place and you need to question yourself. You need to have a little come to Jesus moment and ask yourself, am I really giving it everything I have? 
I've got a client right now and she is in peak week and she's about to compete. And I have other clients that could echo this. You know, I've been very calm and methodical with her, giving her instruction, giving her what she needs, not overstressing her out, giving her all the answers. And we've been slowly, methodically going through this. Now we're coming into the last two weeks and things get a little bit more insane and then it's all starting to come together. It's all starting to make sense. And we're coming to that last week and it's just like, you know, it's all starting to unveil. It's all starting to make sense. I'm, you know, keeping her from, you know, jumping off the freaking ledge here. And it, 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 it all comes from a place of you have to keep pushing and making sense of it and working harder and understanding the process and understanding that it's all going to come together at the end and work for you if you leave it all on the table, you have no excuses and you know you did everything you have. The point of that story is, is this particular client of mine is in peak week and she is calm as she can be. She is chill as she can be, knowing if you ask her, she'll tell you. I left nothing on the table. I gave it everything I have with my diet, with my training, with the depletion, with the trusting the process, with the staying the course, getting through the tough times. And she is already a freaking winner because she's not coming into the show a week out fat and then trying to come up with some freaking voodoo that's going to hopefully make her look better and be able to compete. This chick looks amazing. And I'm so proud of her. I can't freaking stand it. And I've got a handful of people like that that I'm working with that just makes my life amazing to be able to work with these people because I just like seeing good people do well. And when these people put it all on the table and do well, then that means the world to me because I know it means everything to them. And it all comes back to giving it everything you got and everything you do. You know, I've said it before, let's take it off of strength training. Let's take it off of bodybuilding. Let's take it into endurance sports. When these Tour de France athlete cyclists are climbing, you know, fucking mountains for three weeks in France and Spain and Italy and, you know, all through Europe and they're climbing a fucking Alp for eight hours, suffering and dying. I've done that shit. It's terrible. Do you think they're having a good fucking time? Do you think they're whistling and chatting with one another and high-fiving and saying, this is great, we're pro cyclists? No, they're freaking dying, questioning their existence, wondering why in the hell they ever got in this sport to begin with. But all of that runs off of their back into the exhaust, into the road behind them when they cross that finish line, knowing they gave it everything they had and they suffered as hard as they've ever suffered to accomplish something far bigger than themselves. So moral of the story one more time, when you get under that bar or get ready to pull that weight or whatever movement you're doing, you need to have a quick little come to Jesus talk with yourself do whatever little techniques or, you know, rituals that you need to do mentally to get your head ready and get it in the game for you to get that weight up and you give it every freaking thing you have. And that's going to force your body to grow. Mike Menser, you know, very eccentric guy, but also very brilliant. Most people are. Most brilliant people are very eccentric and sometimes misunderstood. 
He made this beautiful, simple, rational, logical statement when he said, some will say 80% failure is the best. Some will say 70% of failure on a set is the best. Some will say 90% to failure is the best or 95% is the best. He said, well, if you take it to 100% or beyond, we've covered all those other variables. We've left no chance to this whatsoever because we know that we have taken your body and we have collapsed it and we have broken it down to the highest level as far as you can possibly take it. We've created that damage. So your body's defense mechanism will say, whatever the freak this guy, this guy just did, we've collapsed all the muscle cells under the stress and the resistance of that weight. So in the event that he will ever do that again, which you will, we'd better build that tissue back to the full recovery and then overcompensate by putting more back on, which lends to the overtraining aspect. Some will say, well, overtraining is not really a thing or, you know, or, or it's not really about overtraining. It's about under eating. No, it really is about overtraining because the goal is simple. It's logical and rational in its approach. If you tear down a muscle, step one is it needs to compensate for that damage and grow back to its original form. And then as a defense mechanism, if you allow it to, and if you feed it the raw nutrients necessary and you get lots of rest and recovery and sleep, then that muscle is going to overcompensate, grow more tissue, get stronger, and be prepared for the next time that you engage in that insane level of activity again, which you're probably going to do tomorrow. And that's how you build muscle. Then you feed it tons of protein, healthy fats, enough carbohydrates to get through these insane workouts. That's why I use carbohydrates around workouts pretty much only. And then I have my refeeds to replenish that glycogen at the end of the week or at the end of every two weeks or whatever. It's, it's you know, different for everybody. But that's the process. So for this video, step one, you need to come to terms, sit in a quiet place, and ask yourself some hard questions about your level of intensity in the gym and where you're taking it, because that is key one. That's one thing you can change today. Building back hormones will take longer. Maybe making certain adjustments and consistencies in your diet may, you know, may take a, a few days or a week to get that nailed down, to get tracking the macros right, to get everything dialed in. But there's one thing you can do today, and that's that you can get under that bar and you can take it to a level that you've never taken it before and do something special for yourself. And that's going to help you grow that muscle. So I hope that makes sense. So that's all I got for today. I just want you to understand the level that it takes to build muscle and maintain it, regardless of what genetic level that you're at. Okay. And then on the next video, so you want to hit that subscribe button. You want to hit the notification bell. Hit the little thumbs up if you liked it. Maybe make a comment or let me know how I can do better. And on the next video, we're going to talk specifically about dietary adjustments that you can make and supplemental adjustments that you can take in order for guys to boost testosterone to the level that you need it to be able to build that muscle. And women, hey, testosterone and estrogen is important for you too. And we're going to tell you how to optimize your hormones as well. So that's what we're going to cover on the next one. So today is about exercise intensity, lifting badass in the gym. The next video is going to be how we can make some nutritional strategies and some, some supplemental strategies to boost testosterone levels and to create a hormonal environment that is conducive to being anabolic and building and maintaining lean muscle mass. So 
Until next time, you know the drill. Train fucking hard. No, really, train hard, harder than you've ever trained. Diet even harder, because that really brings it all together. But of course, and most importantly, I want you to have a great freaking day. Peace, guys.